is the time for the leader, that's me, to qualify. Uh, is there a timer in here? Oh, 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 that's good, that's good, thank you. <laughs> uh, my name is Bobby, I'm a recovering, hello, hi, I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. Uh, to qualify, to get that out of the way, um, I'm an old timer, I've been in Overeaters Anonymous um, for 44 years and through the grace of God, one day at a time, I have 43 years of abstaining from compulsive overeating. Thank you. I, I say that, I, I, I used to say it and, and be very, you know, it's, uh, I think it's a gift, one day at a time. Um, the willingness that I have, uh, that I actually got uh, a year after I came into program. Um, I didn't get abstinent right away. Um, I yo-yoed, you know, I had it, I broke it, I had it, I broke the physical abstinence. And um, I would talk the words, I would talk the steps, I'm powerless over food, my life becomes unmanageable, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd go back to the food. That I'd go back to the food. I'd go back to the physical manifestation of this threefold disease. Thank you, Millie, um, for your lovely explanation. I loved it. Um, so I will tell you what it was like. So I believe today uh, the, the gift that I have through the grace of a higher power is that I want to live my life, enjoy my life, feel my life, experience my life, with the ups, with the downs, with the positives, with the negatives, with the... I'm going to jump all around because I woke up at 20 to 4 this morning. Please forgive me. <laughs> and anybody who may have <clears throat> been up at that time knows why. Um, so, anyway, um, please forgive me if I jump all around. Um, so, I truly believe, I thank God, whom I choose to call my higher power, um, every day, every moment, um, for the gift to want to live my life, to feel my life, to experience my life. Uh, I didn't have that 44 years ago. I did not have that at all. I was always, I was much younger, but, you know, and I was, you know, I knew it all, blah, blah, blah. But not really. I didn't really know anything. So I'll give you what it was like a long time ago. (laughs) I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up on a farm. I was the youngest of four, and I loved to eat all the time. I mean, from birth, from the get-go, I loved to eat. Um, I was never obese. I was uh, chunky, as they say. Um, My sister was a, a rail, and she could eat anything she wanted. And I always say that in my talks because from being... A little girl, I don't know, three, four years old, five, maybe five, maybe five, because that's when I really started to pay attention to my physical body. Like kindergarten, whenever you start kindergarten, way back in you know prehistoric time, um, we didn't have preschool or anything like that like we do in the 21st century. Anyway, I, I was very aware from a very young age that my sister could eat anything she wanted and look like this, and I could you know eat carrot sticks, and I could get chunkier, okay? So I was always aware of that I loved food, and I used the food. I I didn't realize it at the time, but I used food my whole life. 
Um, I always... I always wanted to eat. I sort of kept it in check um, because from a little girl, uh, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be a star. I wanted to be... Um, I wanted you to look at me, notice me, love me, blah, 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 blah. There was just one little problem with that. Uh, I had no self-worth or self-esteem. <clears throat> so it was really kind of hard to want you all to love me, anybody, anybody, um, and me to have no, no self-worth or self-esteem. I also had a lot of fear of my life from a child. Um, I was just afraid to live, to feel, to experience. That's why I didn't want to tell you uh, contrary. If you said one thing and I didn't agree with you, so what? I, I wanted you to love me, so I wanted I wanted to agree with you. I just wanted the love. I wanted the love. I didn't know how to love myself. I did not know how to love myself until I came into Overeaters Anonymous. Um, so I grew up on the farm. I wanted to go to New York not California, and be an actress. And uh, my mother said, you couldn't until I went to college for a year. Um, I, I didn't have issues. I mean, I kept it in check. You know what I mean? I kept it under control. My eating kept it under control. I, I had fun. I had a good time. I had friends. And then after one year of college in Wisconsin, I moved to New York. And I went to drama school, and I worked as a waitress. <laughs> And I was really good. I was really good in that I would go to work, um, going to acting school, being a waitress, and I, I would want to go binge. And I needed to get out of my job so I could... I can't believe I remember that after all these years. I remember going, and I, had a gr- I always had a great relationship with the managers because the managers at the restaurants were very young guys, cute, and I was a big flirt, so... You know, I faked being sick, and I, I, I had only X amount of time to get to X store on Second Avenue to, or Bakery, actually, to get the foods I wanted so I could go home and eat. Now, mind you, I had no idea I was a compulsive overeater at the time. I just loved food, and it was very important to me, and I wanted to eat. Um, so, I lied a lot. Um, I was starting to get a little <coughs> chunkier. Um, and life was becoming a little more unmanageable in New York as I was going to drama school and, and you know, you're trying to f- look good, feel good, have, wor- have self-worth, have self-esteem, and I had zero, but I wanted to be an actress. Okay, so uh, one night I was watching uh, a show on television. I'm still trying to figure that out, David. It was a talk show, and there, were, there was a panel of people talking about Overeaters Anonymous. Okay, as I'm binging my brains out. So um, I decided, well, you know, what the heck? My life is getting a little unmanageable. So I tried to get a number in, LA, in New York, and I couldn't find a number. So somehow, some way, I found a number out here in California to go to meetings in New York. So I went to my first meeting, and I stood up and I said, you know, I don't know about this threefold disease business, you know, the spiritual, emotional, and physical. I just like to eat. I just like to eat and I'm getting a little heavier and, and, and I don't I don't really like myself when I do that. I sorta kinda 
actually I hated myself. Why did I do it? I would feel sick. I would feel nauseous. It didn't stop me. I, you know, that I would not eat for a few days and then, well, I would eat, but, you know, in moderation. And I would binge on anything. I, I, that's a very important point I'd like to share for me. Uh, could be, you know, protein, vegetables, fruit. My, my salads were gargumbus. Um, I would have, uh, this is, I can't even think. You know, the, 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 the um, containers of, I loved cottage cheese. I used to <laughs> have cottage cheese and fruit and salad. and No, I, I binged on other things, trust me. But I, I could eat, I would binge on anything. And my life, my life was becoming unmanageable. It was becoming very unmanageable. And I would get an audition, um, and it was really difficult to go to an audition and try to sell myself as an actress. I mean, the talent is one thing, but, you know, there's a whole demeanor for me. There's a whole demeanor. There's a whole essence about me or a person when they walk into a room. You either exude confidence or you can act like you're confident, which I did to the best of my ability. But I was... I was... um, not feeling very good on the inside at all. And um, I guess I, at some point, I don't remember when because it was so long ago, I said, well, okay, what the heck, I'll give Readers Anonymous a try. I have nothing to lose. So the first year or eight months, six months, something, abstinent, not, abstinent, not, abstinent, not. I, I went to meetings, I, I shared, I... I but I wasn't getting it. I just wasn't getting it. I was getting fired by sponsors. <laughs> they would say, you know, Bobby, you're, you're not really working the program. You're, you're going back to your food. You're going back to the food. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. So anyway, <clears throat> I got elected to lead a meeting. Uh, not lead a meeting, I'm sorry. I got elected to be secretary of a meeting. And I somehow, you know, you either have no self-esteem or you have, you're better than everybody else. So I was too vain, and God forbid I, I would not go to the meeting and be able to be the secretary because I wasn't absent. So that's, that was the beginning of my journey of abstaining from compulsive overeating one day at a time, one meal at a time, and really then um, delving into the steps, living the steps, not just talking the steps. I, I always pray in the morning every day after all these years. I pray for the willingness to talk the talk and walk the walk. Because, you know, you can hear the words over and over and over, but it's got to be for me in my heart, in my soul, in my being, in my essence. Um, I'm either going to live with the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous in my life today, this second, this moment, or I'm not. And I pray for that willingness um, every day, every day. I do not take this for granted. Um, So that was the the beginning of my journey um, for one day at a time, back-to-back abstinence. And I thank God for that willingness. I need need a higher power in my life 24-7. Now, I may not like God's will for me because, you know, uh, it's thy will be done in my life today, not my will be done. So what happened was uh, I had a relationship with an alcoholic in New York. Um, I went to Al-Anon. 
I was madly in love with him, but he chose not to get to a program, and I chose to do a geographic. I broke up with him through the grace of God. I, it, took, it took a long time for me to leave that. We, we lived together, and um, I moved to to California, I was going to say New York. I moved to I moved to California. I had a sister and brother out here uh, who wanted me to come to LA the whole time I lived in New York. So I said, okay, this was the time because I was abs- and through that whole process of breaking up with Patrick, um, I remained abstinent. I remained abstinent. I prayed. I worked the steps. I I also did some outside help. I went to therapy because I happen to love therapy. If I can't. If I cannot um, feel uh, I need a little more help with my life or a fourth step, uh, sometimes for me, going to outside person, a therapist, helps me delve even deeper. And it helps me a lot um, with, with my higher power, with my higher power. So I moved out here. I... Um, I worked in the entertainment industry. I'm uh, retired now, and I um, I loved it. I got out of the acting world. Um, I needed to get a steady paycheck. I needed a job. I needed to pay my rent. So I um, I was living my life is what I was doing, more importantly. I was living my life, um, experiencing my life, and trusting a higher power one day at a time, to the best of my ability, okay? Um, I got married 18 years ago. No, 18 years ago? No, coming up on 18, sorry, 17 years ago, which I never thought in a trillion years would happen to me. Why? This is what I'd always say from a little girl, that no one would ever love me enough. No one. But what I've learned from... I had to learn how to love myself. And I did that by staying in this program. I didn't like to work for anything. I was the youngest of four, and everybody else did everything for me. My sister, my mother did my homework, my two older brothers. I was a spoiled, rotten child. Okay? I mean, I didn't have to work hard for anything. In here, I had to work hard. By that I mean it's a simple program for complicated people. Who makes it complicated? (laughs) Me. Okay? Did I just say that right? Simple program. (laughs) Forgive me. Um, um, Okay. So I I didn't want to work for anything. But it was also nice when I got the abstinence and I had self-esteem and I had self-worth. And I then I it clicked to me. Wait a minute, Bobby. You have to learn to love yourself first before you can expect someone else to love you. Why why would they love you? You don't freaking love yourself. So that's what I've been doing one day at a time. And I don't mean selfishly. I mean being present, taking care of myself, self-care. Um, it's kind of great, actually. It's kind of great. And, of course, you know, then I got the abstinence. I lost the weight I wanted to lose. Um, I'm back pretending that I'm uh, not pretending I'm lying I'm not pretending I'm sort of back 
dabbling a little bit in the acting world again. Completely different this time. Actually, 180 degree difference. Here's the difference. Well, A, I'm retired, and if I don't get a job, I'm not going to be out on the streets, and I'm not going to be a bag lady. I, I do have a husband, um, but that but that's not it. It's the self-worth and the self-esteem that I have gotten with the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Nothing else, nothing else in my life. Yes, I go to the therapist, and as a, I did several months ago, because uh, I was stuck on a character defect of mine I was having a really hard time with and still do but I'm surrendering I'm third step 11th step 7th step whatever the step is I need to apply in my life at any moment of the day I pray I pray all day long I really do not that I'm going back to the food because for me for me I'm only speaking for myself Food is not an option. I mean, overeating food. I love food. I love food as much as ever. It's not an option. Going back to stuffing my face, binging, ugh, it's suicide for me. Why? Because I will have no self-worth, no self-esteem. I'll be miserable. And guess what? I don't want to live like that anymore today. I want to be present. I want to be excited about Whatever in my life today. I never had that before, Overeaters Anonymous. So I'm uh, retired now, and I'm, I have self-worth. I have self-esteem. Do I get afraid about stuff? I, I, I'm geographically um, uh, challenged. I have a GPS in my car. I'll give this is just a little example. I have a GPS in my car and I map quest at home before I go because God forbid I should get lost. I got lost when I first got to LA driving all over the place. Oh my God, scared the hell out of me. Oh no, I was petrified on the freeway. I will never forget it. But but the point is is that if I have fear, false evidence appearing real, I pray immediately to my higher power. Please, God, give me, the, give me the faith to trust you that whatever action I take with my GPS, with my MapQuest in hand, I'm, I'm using, again, that's the example, I will get to my destination. And I do. It's exciting for me in this life with cha- to have challenges. Okay, not huge challenges, but, uh, you know, if I had to go to La Cunada for a job, uh, I don't know, I would do it. Or I sometimes I turn to my husband, and then I get so angry with myself, Bobby, just freaking do it. Just take that GPS and that MapQuest. Do it. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to be afraid. And if I get afraid, I just pray. I just pray. Um... If you don't want to say God, higher power can be whatever. Something came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. Because left to my own devices, what did I used to do? Go back to my physical manifestation. Nope, not an option today. Absolutely not an option. I want to live life and be happy, for Christ's sake. I mean, who, who knew how to be happy before? Guess what? I did not know how. Or... To have contentment or enjoyment or fulfillment. What, what is that? You know, what, what, what is that? I have no idea. Now I know. Now I know. To get out of myself and be of service uh, 
I do some volunteer work. Um, I work with uh, some uh, disabled veterans. My husband and I do a, a volunteer um, uh, trip every year um, to Colorado to work with disabled American veterans. Um, I work in the food and beverage department, okay? I work 12-hour days helping serve veterans breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's a buffet, and when everybody's done eating, the, the food and beverage team gets to eat. And I remember, I, I, this is my third year, and I remember thinking to myself, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I can do this. I can eat whatever I want just for today, and I'm not going to go back to my physical addiction. I'm going to live my life, enjoy, grow through whatever frickin' challenges that are presented to me. Do I like it? Absolutely not. I'm, I'd like to be in control, but guess what? I'm not in control. My higher power is, and it's my job one day at a time to, what is it, suit up and show up and live my life. And I'm doing that today, and I feel absolutely blessed with Overeaters Anonymous and the 12 Steps. Thank you. All right, after the seven... Oh, this is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share... Uh, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leaders are my own, <laughs> not those of overeaters as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. It, please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. If being recorded, oh, please restate the question after is asked. Questions will go until 9 35. You will have a five. Oh, I'll have a five minute warning. Okay. Um, thanks so much for your share, buddy. Thank you. I'm wondering how you were with sponsees, and also if you've ever had a sponsee who had a bit of a you know, spiritual crisis, struggled with the spiritual part, and uh, if so, how you help that uh, she asked if about my sponsees and if they had a spiritual crisis, how would I help that person out? It's very easy to answer that question. Um, I don't have a lot of sponsees. I actually have one at the moment. Sometimes I feel I'm very tough on her. Um, but I, I, I did have a, a sponsee. I got her here, I think it was last year. And, um, and again... I only, I only sponsor the way I was sponsored in New York uh, a long, long, long time ago. And so, I just spilled all over this. Um, I, the, I had the beginner, the, the sponsee was a beginner, and she would break her abstinence like all the time. Okay, like I did in my first year. So, I talked to some people. I don't like to fire people, but because I didn't like to be fired. But the point is, after like two months-ish, I just said, you know what? I, I don't think you, you're quite ready to admit that you're powerless over food and your life is becoming unmanageable. Because she was turning back to the food. So, I did have to fire her. The lady I'm working with now um, is is doing quite well. She has amazing honesty. And sometimes when I think I'm too hard on her, um, she listens. She listens. Now, 
I don't have a lot of patience. And again, I, I'm sponsoring this lovely woman um, the way I was sponsored. And so far, so good, um, I think. Um, if, there ha- if she's not having a problem, I don't think she's having a problem. <laughs> so I don't, know how else, I don't know how else to answer it other than she's doing fine, in the, I believe, in the spiritual department for, for today. Dear God, that was like 150 years ago. Repeat the question. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, she asked. Uh, the question was asked. When did I? And what words did I use telling my husband I was? <laughs> I'm sorry, compulsive overeater. That was the question. When did I tell my husband? Uh, I remember. I, I remember going out to dinner with him for many months, a year, I don't remember, it was a long time ago, and he would want to share my food. (laughs) He wanted to take a bite of my food. I don't do that. Years ago, 18 years ago, apparently, almost 18, I didn't share food. I, I I didn't take from him, or maybe I took from him, you know, do as I say, don't do as I do. And I got so angry. I, you know, you know when you overreact and you went over the top. I got furious, and the man didn't even ask me. He just, you know, went like this. Oh my God, I went ballistic. <laughs> Would a normal person go ballistic, saying, "I don't share food. Please don't ever do that again." I'm not. I swear to God, I am not kidding. I think, I think it was then after that. <laughs> explosion did I say listen I I sort of have to tell you something and I did I simply said simply said um, I did make an amend I did make an amend I said I'm truly sorry that I, I I overreacted like that but here's why I didn't tell him in the beginning I didn't tell him for a long time until that and I said look I'm in a 12-step program um, like Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's with its food. So I'm not quite normal. And, you know, he accepted it. I think he accepted it. I don't know. It do, you know what? It doesn't matter. And to this day, to this day, I've, I shared this with my sponsee, sometimes he'll say to me, why do, you, why do you have to weigh and measure? Why do you still do that? I don't do it with every meal, but certain things protein or cereal or something, I like to weigh and measure because I feel better when I do it. I'm honest. I'm clean. I just like being that way for me. Is it discipline? Call it discipline. I can be a very disciplined person, not to the point of perfectionism, which I'm much better than I used, a lot better than I used to be. But he, he, I said, you know, and I said, I just say, I said, why? Because it makes me feel better to do it. And he shut up. Mm-hmm. End of story. Any other questions? Yes. Thank you. Uh, could you talk about your experiences with steps six and seven? You're 
stinker. <laughs> uh, the question is, can I can, can I tell you my experiences with six and seven, step six and seven? Um, I, I said you little stinker because there's there is an issue in my life. Um, I don't want to call it a character defect, but it is a character defect. It's an issue that I have that's very powerful, and it's very... It can change how I feel about my husband and other people in my life. And I've had this issue my whole life. I did go to therapy for it. Um, The therapist helped me. But, you know, you have to keep working. I have to keep working on it one day at a time. So... I've been reading the sixth step, um, praying for willingness to become entirely ready to have God remove this, this, a lot of ones, but this particular one. And then I just say, please, God, help me in this moment. Remove it. Remove it. Um, it makes me feel like a different person, literally, like a different human being. It's an inside issue that, like I said, I've had my whole life. And without my higher power helping to remove it, um, I just need to be, I must not not be completely entirely ready because it comes back. It comes back every day, it comes back. So I need to work a little harder on becoming entirely ready. It doesn't serve me anymore. This flaw does not serve me to be out in my world now, my my retired world. and that's all I can do. I don't need to go spend another a lot of money to go back to my therapy. I could, if it, and if I if I'm not working the six and seven step, a hundred percent, I may have to go back to get outside help, which does help me. Hope that helped, John. The what? Well, I have to, uh, the question is, how is the fourth step for me? I have to be very honest. I haven't done it in a very long time. I did a long time ago. Um, and also, this is going to sound so bad because I'm old now. Um, sometimes I can't remember stuff. You know, you have to go back in your past and you write down things. and So that's another reason I went to the therapist another time. Because I will say what's going on in my life and how I'm reacting and how I'm feeling on the inside. Um, And he's very, I adore him. He's amazing. And he asks me very pertinent questions that take me back that I can remember stuff. And then I go, I talk to turn it over, fifth step, sixth step, seventh step. And that's the process. That's the process. I, I, I have to be on, I probably... The therapist helps me remember from many years ago issues that are still current in this day. My character defects are current in this day. And it's, it's enormously freeing when I do it. Enormously. <coughs> Did that help? Yes. What is your daily About what? Spiritual. Oh, I have a conscious contact... Uh, what is my daily spiritual routine? Um, <clears throat> I have four. I start praying the second I wake up in the morning, talking to my higher power. I don't get get out of bed without 
already speaking to my higher power. As I said, I have a running (laughs) dialogue or conversation with my higher power, whom I choose to call God, all day long, every single moment of the day. Um, uh, I read four little spiritual books in the morning, which always kind of center me, ground me, quiet me. Um, And I say, recite the first three steps. I do, uh, when I go work out... Whether it's at the gym. Now, I, I, li- I do a lot of walk jogging outside because I love being outside. I will talk to my higher power. Uh, I will just get quiet and not be talking to my higher power. So like a working meditation, if you will. And then I also just sometimes when I'm walking in the beautiful morning, uh, I recite the 12 steps. I love that. I love that. It just gets me focused back on what I need to do to live my life that day live in the 12 steps to the best of my ability. And it's not perfect, by the way. Trust me, it's not perfect. (laughs) Ask my husband. What does your abstinence look like now? What does my abstinence look like now is the question. Okay, here it is. To be perfectly honest which I will, I eat anything. There is no food group I don't eat, okay? Let me preface that by saying, I didn't get to say that uh, 44 years ago. The first, I just told this to someone, I can't remember who, um, maybe it was my sponsee, the first seven years of Overeaters Anonymous, they used to have food plans, and I was on gray sheet, for seven years. That said, I will tell people that are much younger than me that don't know what uh, <clears throat> gray sheet is. It's no carbs. It's no carbs. It's just protein, vegetable, salad, and fruit. That's it. So after seven years, my fabulous sponsor at the time said, Bobby, I think you could maybe add like a... They also had orange sheet, which you could have a piece of toast or maybe a little baked potato. I didn't want to do that. I wanted no carbs for seven years. But as the years go by, here's the thing. For me, I have an abstinent attitude, which is spiritual, physical, and emotional abstinence. I don't want to binge on anything. I don't want to overeat on any food group at all. Okay, I don't want anything to trigger me. And for today, I am blessed with that. I don't, I don't binge. I don't, I, I don't want to, as I said earlier, I don't want to go back. I don't want to use the food in any shape, manner, or form. Um, so I had a birthday a month ago. Um, we went out to a fabulous restaurant. My husband and I share dessert. Uh, the bread basket comes. Um, I have a moderate portion of food, okay? What I believe for me, thank you, um, is, is, is okay, is okay. Uh, am I vain? Do I want to maintain a certain size? And I, do I want to weigh a certain weight? You better believe I do, because I want to feel good about me. It isn't just about, oh... I feel fabulous because I weigh X and I have X size that I wear. No. That's how I start with my life. That I 
I have self-worth and self-esteem and love today to like who I am. Not all the time, because like I said, I'm surely not perfect. Um, So sometimes I don't eat brunch until noon because I like to go work out first and then maybe go get my coffee, my iced coffee. Love my iced coffee. Iced latte, actually. No sugar added at coffee bean. Um, So then I'll go and have breakfast or a little brunchy thing at noon or 11.30. Sometimes I only have two two meals a day. Or if I feel a little hungry before, you know, that and dinner, I'll have, uh, I don't know, a piece of fruit and an energy bar or a few nuts, which I count out, by the way. Um, I want to be... I'm disciplined. I'm fairly disciplined. But again, eating anything doesn't mean I binge my brains out on... I don't binge my brains out on anything. I don't... I am blessed with not wanting to do that ever again, starting with today. Maybe time for one more. When do we stop? um, Oh, I have time for... One more. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you. Um, what does it look like uh, when you sponsor someone? Uh, what does it look like I when I... Sp- I don't know what you mean. I know you said you're a tough sponsor, but what is it that you require that kind of makes you feel like you're a tough sponsor? I don't take any crap. Oh, uh, what? how do I sponsor? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't... I don't uh, the question is, how do I sponsor? Well... Since I'm fairly, I don't take any crap. I mean, sponsors of mine didn't take crap from me. By that I mean, I require that you be abstinent from compulsive overeating, binging, using food in any shape, manner, or form, because then we've got to step one down. I am powerless over food. My life becomes unmanageable. I don't want to deal with someone. I don't have patience. I told you earlier, I gave that that beginner two months, and... You know what? I I'm, I guess I just, I'm not that loving of a person. I, I want to live my life. I want to live my life. Uh, I, I try to keep busy, and I don't want to be on the phone for an hour. Um, I want I I require that the person calling me has the willingness to work the steps to the best of their ability, and that starts with abstaining from compulsive overeating and using the food to not feel, not experience, not live their life fully in that day. That's all I ask, one day at a time. That's it. If that's too tough, then then don't call me to sponsor, because I won't. That's what I require, willingness to live and work the, step, the steps. I'm not a food sponsor, by the way. This is, I'm a step sponsor with this lady. Did that answer the question? <laughs> I'm tough. Okay, so it's uh, basically 9.35. Um, I got two minutes. Anyone want a two-minute question? Yes. What does it look like that I balance self-love and not being self-absorbed? That's why I volunteer at the Braille Institute every week or when they have the class that I volunteer. I get grateful really, really fast. I get out of myself. 
you know, it's boring after a while. Me, 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 me. Holy crap. You know, being back in the acting world, it's the pictures, it's the agent, it's the this. Are they going to call me? It's so freaking boring. After Self-obsession is really boring to me after a while. I, I reach out to people. I want to call and see how my friends are. I text. I don't want to be self-absorbed. I mean, well, you know, in the acting world, in case anybody's interested, everybody's self-absorbed. But, uh, and, and working, thank you. Uh, and I'll just wrap it up by saying, and working with the vets for one week, solid week, in, in, it takes place in Colorado, no self-absorption whatsoever. So I say, please, dear Lord, could I just come back to L.A. and be just like that? Nope, doesn't work. I'm right back into me, and then the traffic and the stuff. Blah, blah, blah. It works if we work it. Thank you. And now it's time for.